This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Youth Baseball Talk. Only on lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, Jim Cromer. Everybody and welcome to the final edition of Youth Baseball Talk for the 2017 uh, year, calendar year. Uh, brought to you as always by our good friends at the Rope Trainers. John Smoltz says everyone should have one from big leaguers to little leaguers. I want to encourage everybody to check out the ropetrainer.com. Uh, I'm really excited as we get towards the end of the year here because it can only mean one thing. It's, a, it's holiday season. Um, I love Christmas and I love uh, the whole thing with the new year and and now that what that means to me too as well with the new year the ABCA is coming up you heard me do the show a couple of weeks ago with uh with Sheets and his and his uh comrade in crime there um you know it just it just gets me excited knowing that like 2018 we got a whole new season regardless of what that may be for whoever you are whether it be you're you know you're young and you're just getting started you could be in a situation like me where your son's in high school and you know that things really ramp up starting in January um you know, if you're a, if, if you find yourself in college, I mean, you're working really hard over the break and getting ready because it's going to ramp up real hard when you go back to school. The pro guys really start getting after it. I mean, it's just all the way around. I mean, no matter what level of love you have for the game of baseball, it really ramps up about now. So I'm really excited as we enter this time of year. Uh, I want to let everybody know um, that, uh, again, I said this will be the last show for 2017. Uh, off next week for the holiday as, as lineupmedia.fm is completely closed. And then the week following is the ABCA, so I will be there, so we'll be unable to record. But we'll come back after that first week off in January. Uh, I hate to use the word with a vengeance, but uh, with, with a renewed focus and optimism of trying to help those that want help and, and are always looking for information as we try to improve the game, how we view the game, how we approach the game. You know, I don't know that we need to improve the game. I mean, the game is the game. It's, man, sometimes we get in our own way with it, especially as parents, coaches, and trainers. And uh, when we ruin the love and the energy and what it should be for that from a youngster, that's what concerns me the most because um, I know I've done it. I mean, that's at the end of the day, I, I know there's times I've made the game no fun. At, at times, whether it be for my own son or for kids I was coaching. Now, I say it all the time. That was way back when, when I didn't know any better. And even and, and the thing is, is now that I know better, I, I still find ways to, to, to ruin it occasionally for my own son, you know, when, when making work and hard work and all that, and, and it takes precedence over the enjoyment of the game, which, you know, there's a fine line in there somewhere, and I know it exists, and I think you're constantly trying to find it. But um, as I always say, if we spend as much time focused on trying to make sure, A, that it's enjoyable, and B, that it's something they really want to do, if we spend as much time on those things as we do, the things they have to be doing and the things they better be doing if they're going to make it and all that stuff, I think we would find ourselves on a much better path. So, again, it's just my opinion. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure there's people out there that can say, oh, not my son. Not my daughter. No, 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 no. They love it. They they wouldn't have it any other way than me cramming it down their throat and me forcing them to do this. Hey, and you know what? I know. We hear the legendary stories of guys that, that worked morning, noon, and night their whole life, and that's what it takes. And 
you know, the unfortunate part of that whole thing is, is not every kid is built that way. And when we try to force kids to be something they're not is when we lose them. And that's all I've ever asked anybody to take a look at with real eyes, not with shaded eyes, not with glossy eyes, not with bright eyes, not with big eyes, with real eyes. Know who you're dealing with. Know your son and daughter and accept them for who they are and try to guide them. You know, it's funny, um, before I kind of do the little intro here, I, had a, I have a good friend, and he had a, had a, was having a rough time um, with his son, and his son's a very talented ball player. And, um, you know, uh, I think sometimes it's harder on the kids that are uber-talented for the parents because, uh, as I ex- described to them later on when we had a discussion about it, I would kind of said to them, you know, the hardest thing here is if, if a kid's just a player— and you start doubting whether or not it's what they really want to do or, or you, you wonder where they sit in the whole scheme of things. You know, if they're just a player, so to speak, you kind of start going, well, you know what? I mean, you know, there's other things that they do. There's other things that are important to them. But when a kid has a gift and you, you know it and you can be honest and say he's got a real gift, he's got a talent, and he has a lot of things going for him that he can take this thing to a whole nother level. But I'm, I was getting ready to say, he can take it to a whole level if that's what he really wants to do. And that's where the problems fall, right? If that's what he really wants to do. And it's funny, I'd kind of told him I'm going to read the text. And it doesn't need to go any further than this because it's really irrelevant. It could, you could, I'm not going to say the name because it's stupid to say the name. The reality of it is you can insert any kid's name in this. And, and what I had told him was, you know, because he was really upset and struggling over the, the situation at hand. And I just said, step back and breathe. These kids are overwhelmed with expectations put on them by other people. They have to find their way in this with our guidance, not our demands. It's much easier said than done, I know. Guilty is charged sometimes here. And what I really meant by that was this. The expectations is that we always say, you know, people, people are hard on themselves. They put to, a kid only knows to do that if it's drilled down from above. You know, kids not wanting to fail and getting upset because they struggle, that's all part of growing up, right? I mean, it, it, you figure out real quick when you're not doing well and other people are doing well how that feels, and that's a motivating thing. I get that. But expectations are placed on people by other people. Now, once you kind of figure out what those are, especially when you're young, then you can start putting expectations on yourself, be them, be them real or unreal, is really irrelevant. It doesn't matter what they are, but you start heaping all this on the shoulders of a child – that, that's a tough recipe. Now, just because you do this to some kids doesn't mean that all kids can handle it. And because one kid rises above it and thrives and it's a great story, we go thinking that that's the way it should be for every kid, right? So, again, you know, it's the renewed optimism for me of, you know, kids that really want to get after it. But, you know, I've encouraged my own son, and this is the first time I've ever done it, to take a little time off during this Christmas break from, from school. He's been going at it hard for a while, and I admire him, and I'm proud of him. And um, but man, I you know sooner or later, I, I I say this all the time. When does a 15 year old kid get to be 15? In this day and age, it seems like anymore, you know. And I'm not saying I want him to throw away things or do all this. And I think that's what I meant when I said in the thing by they need our guidance, not our demands. So, just an interesting thought I had on that. Uh, I want to touch on something else that kind of got me fired up this week, and I'll share it with all of you in a minute. And it's a heck of a way to end uh, <laughs> during the holiday season, but I, I have to address it, so I will. Before I do, I want to remind everybody to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. 
It's where you can subscribe to the show. It's completely free. Uh, the show will be downloaded uh, on your mobile device, ready for your listening enjoyment at your pleasure. Please do your shopping with us through Amazon. If you're on your mobile device, you just scroll all the way down. If you're on your computer, it's down onto your right. Once you click on it, you're done with us. It doesn't cost you anything extra. We get a very small referral fee. It really helps us with our production costs at the end of the day. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, I can't tell you how much we'd appreciate it. Our social media engagements, that's where you know we're, our, our ask of you always is. If you can find us on Twitter, we are at Podcast Baseball. Closing in on 10,000 followers, which would be you know a number that we've always dreamed of achieving. If, you know, if, you, if you'd be so kind and you're not following, follow us. Uh, maybe send a shout-out to all your friends to follow us, whether it be through Twitter or whatever. We'd greatly appreciate that as well. Facebook's the big ask for us. Uh, simply type in Youth Baseball Talk. Like our Facebook page. Go down to the right, click Invite Your Friends. If you'd invite all your friends that are involved in the game of baseball, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. Uh, if you've already liked our Facebook page, if you'd go back in and invite your friends, we'd, we'd appreciate that. Find us on Instagram, Youth Baseball Talk as well. And again, uh, happy holidays to all the people over at lineupmedia.fm. We couldn't do this show without them and the professionalism that the show uh, – the little bit of professionalism that it does have is a product of lineupmedia.fm, their wonderful owner, and my friend Jeff Cooper, and of course my producers Brian Allen or, or uh, Brian Crock and Andrew Allen. You know all the work they do behind the scenes to put the show together is very much appreciated. And again, they are the fastest growing podcast company on the planet. Check them out. I guarantee you, there's another show there that you'll really enjoy. Um, as I head to the ABCA here in a couple weeks. Um, I had sent something out, uh, a friend of mine that, that follows the show quite a bit and is a proponent of uh, trying to fix some um, – he, w- he would very much like some of the leagues to adopt smarter pitching policies. And certain leagues, for whatever reason, continue to ignore what we know about protecting young arms. And, you know, there's a faction of people out there that I'm sure want to go with the – well, back in the day, nobody cared and nobody paid any attention, and it's fine. Now we put too much emphasis on this and that. And my answer always to that is, yeah. And back then, too, there's a lot of cancers. When you got them, you were automatically a, a goner. And now we're curing things every day. Why? Because we're smarter and we know things. Um, but at the end of the day, and I and I mean this, when it comes to pitching, and and if you've listened to the show enough, you know it's almost a dead horse here that I'm beating. At the end of the day, I don't understand why there's ever an argument about taking precautions with young arms. I don't understand why it even has to be a conversation. I had sent something out challenging USSA to come on and discuss why they failed to adopt the new bat standards. And for all of you out there, if you're listening to this show, and I, I may make a couple of you mad and I don't even really care. If you're absolutely 100% against the new USA bat standard, then I, 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 I'm, I'm flabbergasted. These bats have gotten out of control, okay? It is a Facebook mentality. I want to post on there how far my kid hit a ball or how many hits he got. I'm sorry. I had somebody try to tell me, well, some kids need those bats or the game's no fun. Well, was... What, I, some could argue they've never had as much. They they've never had the fun that kids had way back when, when it was just a game and they played with wood. So that doesn't work. <laughs> okay, I think we're putting a little too much of our own sauce on it when we start deciding what fun is and isn't. Right? The game of baseball is really hard. It's supposed to be hard. 
And when I see kids flipping balls all over the place with these bats that, yeah, they're 1.15 when they come out of the wrapper, but then, you know, two months later after 500 swings with these composite bats, they never pass a bat test. Never. I promise you. That all-orange Easton bat that's, what is it, five years old that everybody's still trying to buy? There's a reason everybody's trying to buy one, and it's five years old. There's a reason, okay? It would never pass a bat test. No way. I don't believe it. You'll never make me believe it. Never. I've seen stuff go on with this bat that makes me cringe. And again, it's all fine until one goes back up the middle and hits some kid. I, I, again, it, but, but, but here's the thing. Why, are we, why does it even have to come to that? Why can't it just be more about the game itself? Just play the game. Who cares about all the extracurricular stuff? Why do we have to have bats like that? I don't understand it. I'll never understand it. The pitching thing is the, the real thing, though, because I invited people to do that, too. And then I get some clown out there to tell me, well, maybe your pitch mark stuff's wrong. Okay. All right. So that tells me right away what we have here is we have a guy that refuses to acknowledge that we have a problem in general, right? Because I will say this. You know what? Maybe it is. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Maybe maybe three years from now we're going to be on to something else when it comes to pitching. But I can assure you what we're not going to do is go the other way. There's nothing going to come out that says, you know what? We were wrong. We should throw these kids' arms until they fall off. You were absolutely right, sir. We were absolutely wrong. Just keep throwing the heck out of them. It's great for them. Yep, absolutely. You know what? No pitching limitations, no nothing. Just pitch. Like when you show up to a tournament now and there's no pitching limitations. You know why that is? Because people have thrown their hands up and they don't want to deal with it. They don't want to track it. They don't want to deal with it. They know there's no common sense. They know it would be an argument. You know, you'd be standing out there like we always do behind home plate, two scorekeepers and an umpire that's trying to umpire a 10U baseball game, and he's trying to decipher whether little Johnny threw four innings yesterday or three. And if he's got three innings left or four, he went two-thirds of an inning. Does that count as a whole inning? I mean, these conversations make me want to puke because we don't have the common sense to say simply, if he threw a couple of innings, he needs a couple days off. It's that simple. And that's what PitchSmart does. Okay? Now, again, is it perfect? No. Is anything perfect? No. But again, we are talking about kids and their arms, and what does it really matter? I use this more and more lately, and, and, and any time it makes somebody mad, it tells me who you are. And I've said it once, and I'll say it again. We are trying to stop grown men from using children to win a $10 trophy. Don't, don't text me. Don't email me and tell me how. Oh, you're wrong. It's not, it's not us. It's our kids. Our kids are so competitive. Our kids want to win so bad they want the ball. No, they don't. Chances are they want to go home and get on the Xbox or go play with their friends or they just want you to tell them it's okay. There's a lot of things that we could talk about what they probably really want. But you just keep telling yourself that, and that's fine. Because I did it. I'm with you, because I did it. I can't tell you how many times, you know, about 10 years ago, I said, oh, no, not my son. That's all he wants to do. This is it, man. He would never not want the ball. He would never not want to go do the. Nope, yep, we'll be there. We'll be there. 
Yep, no, no, no. Yeah, we're supposed to be off this weekend, but we'll be there. We'll be there. We'll be there. Yep, I did it. Absolutely did it. Because there's nothing my 10-year-old would rather do. Nothing. It's wrong. You can make yourself believe that all you want. I mean, you're, you're supposed to be the adult. I mean, haven't you ever, as an adult, really enjoyed doing something and you did it so much that after a while it became not as much fun anymore as an adult? Don't you remember your attention span as a youngster? I mean, really? And we wonder why kids quit. And we wonder why kids that were really good at a certain age get to a point and then all of a sudden they kind of plateau out. And, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's one of the greatest things I ever heard. But I, t- but I say this, and I mean this, and, I, and, and listen, I, you, could li- you could have listened to every episode we've ever had, and I'm telling you this. If you're one of these people that are listening to the show and you still think that it's okay to throw a kid three innings one day and three innings the next, I don't care what they, how many pitches they threw. I don't care. Don't tell me how he threw 30 pitches in three innings a day before so he's ready to go the next day. Don't tell me that. It's wrong. They wouldn't do it with a professional athlete. Why would you do it with a child? Now some some yo-yo is going to say, Madison Bumgartner did it in the World Series a couple years ago, and so did Kershaw. Yeah, well, okay. Once. Once, twice, they might push the envelope. We're doing it every weekend with children. I've seen it with my own eyes. So, again, always hope for renewed optimism. My hope is I'm going to go to the ABCA. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to chat. I'm going to find. I'm going to. I'm going to find common ground with people. Find a way to communicate what we should be doing versus what we shouldn't be doing. But as you approach this Christmas season with a new season upon you, I ask you to take a moment and think about what your goals are for next year. If you're the parent, what are your goals? I know, like my goals are to com- are to continue to evolve as a baseball parent, and in that involvement, allow my son to take more and more ownership of what it is he really ultimately wants to do versus what I want for him. As I said in my text to my friend, we're here to guide him, not demand. What good did demanding anything ever do with a child? What good does it really do? I could get a room full of parents and say, when you demand of your child to do something, Will they do it? They, they, most parents will say, you're darn right. If I tell him he's not, yep. Have you ever been, as, what have, how does that work for you when people demand things of you? Even if you do it, how does it really work for you inside? Ask yourself that. Don't we all, as an, as an adult, don't we ever say, hey, don't dem- communicate with me. Talk to me and let's figure this out, but don't be that way towards me. Isn't that how we act as an adult? Well, how do you think that works for a kid, especially a kid that might be 14 or 15 or 16 years old going through, you remember what it was like going through that change in your life. Imagine demanding something of somebody that all they want to do is argue with you. They'll never see the forest through the trees. Never. Never. Find a way. Find a way. Challenge yourself to find a way to communicate. Communication's key in anything. Ultimately, that's all I'm talking about here is communicating. I would love for somebody to come on here. I would love for somebody to contact me and come on here and tell me how it makes any sense to just throw and throw and throw certain kids all the time in baseball games. Please do. Please tell me. I, I mean, I, here, I, I've, I've, I've had people do it before. 
I just and here's what I get. I just don't see it being a problem. I just don't think it's a big deal. Oh, okay. Well, why do you think it's not a big deal? Because it's just not. It's just not. I mean, dude, we throw every day. What's the problem? We throw every day. Well, okay. Yeah. Yep. But so, okay, let's let's go to the highest level where they have the best athletes, the most well-conditioned athletes in the world. You're right. The infielders, the catchers, they all, they throw every day. What's the con- what don't they do every day, though? They don't get on a mound and throw with the downhill stress, right? And they don't manipulate the ball with arm angle and action and movement. I, I, there's a common denominator here. It's pretty simple. And I always say this, too. If it was okay to do, then they would do it. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? If it was okay to throw every day, why? I mean, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't they? Right? There's only so many pitchers that are great. If it was okay to throw all the time, wouldn't the, why wouldn't the great ones throw all the time? What do you need all these lower-end pitchers for if it's okay to throw all the time? I don't know. I think it's a pretty good question. You know, we talk about emulating and acting like this is like this is not pro baseball you're absolutely right it's not you know why it's not because we're not talking about the best athletes fully grown men in the world we're talking about undeveloped children physically and mentally so back that up and think about that for a sec think about that i don't know and again this all stems from people contacting me you know, I guess trying to be smart and give me the other side of the coin. I'm happy to listen to the other side of the coin, but I can never get anything other than a, I just don't see it. I just, I, you know, uh, they're, they're not throwing that hard. I mean, what's the big deal? They're, they're basically just playing catch with the, with, with, with the catcher. They're just playing catch with him. Okay. All right. Well, that's all the professional pitchers doing, just playing catch with the catcher then, right? Because that's, they're, I mean, they're throwing. And I always say this, too. What kid's not giving max effort on the mound? Whatever his max effort is. There's a reason why it is the way it is, right? Well, then I'll get somebody that'll say, oh, well, that's, that's why it's okay for us. We don't do that. We tell them just get up there and play catch. We throw about 75%. Have you ever tried to throw 75% before? Kind of tough to do. It sounds easy to do. It's not real easy to do. I don't know. It's it's like I said. I mean, I I'm ready to go to the ABC. I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to sit and listen to people that are in, that are so uh, involved in trying to be part of the betterment of the game that I'm excited. I'm uh, I, I I you know I have all these plans for in January when 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 the show comes back online to to talk about what I've learned, to talk about what I've seen, to line up guests to come on here and tell you about the new things that are going on for baseball, whether it be products, venues, destinations, training. Uh, neat ideas, the wave of the future, all those things that come with it. I mean, there's a lot going to be happening. So, again, I'm excited about it. Uh, I'm ready to 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 be a part of the solution rather than be a part of the problem. Um, I hope you are too. That's what I that that's my that's my hope and 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 wish for the future when it comes to this is that we can all look at it and say, hey, you know, where where do we go from here and and how do we get better? That's the potholes that we're trying to 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 avoid at the end of the day for all of us. So, I mean, let's, you know, let's hope that that we can get there on a common ground in in a way that really at the end of the day helps everybody, uh, everybody involved, Uh, the, the kid, the parent, the coach, the trainer, 
everybody that's involved in this because it's a great game. It, that's what it should be. It should be a lot of fun. You know, I, I, you know, it's funny. We talk about the problems all the time, but I see so many great examples too. We don't talk about those enough. I don't. That's my, you know, my challenge for myself is to talk more about the positive stuff in 2018. I see so many people that get it and understand it and, you know, um, coaches that make decisions, the right decisions, not the popular decisions. Coaches that, that, that put aside the W for the betterment of a kid or the team or, you know, families enjoying the experience versus making it stressful. Um, you know, trainers that truly care about the kids and aren't doing it for the money. And, and listen, everybody, and that's another thing too. Let me say that everybody gets, you know, nobody works for free. So there's nothing wrong with, with, with people doing it for money. That, that wasn't my point. My point is there's a big difference between somebody going through the motions and somebody that truly cares. And if you have one, tell them, thank you, because it's, it, you would think it's an easy thing. It's not. There's a lot of people out there that get burnt out on that and go through the motions, you know? So the, the positive stuff's amazing that's going on out there too. So that, that's another thing I promised to be in 2018 as I learn more and, and, and try to get a little bit smarter if it's at all possible, because you know, I'm an old dog and sometimes it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. But as I try to get smarter and I try to do this, I, I want to be more positive with the reaction and the experience. So excited, looking forward again, I cannot wait to come to you after the, the new year, after ABCA to talk to you about what I've seen and, and what I hope is in our future. Because again, you know, the future is always bright, you know, let's try to make it a little brighter, especially for our involvement within what I believe to be the greatest game on earth. And that's baseball. Uh, speaking of things that are bright, um, if there's a positive, if there's a more positive guy out there that gets it and loves it and wants to help more than Kurt McNabb with Dirtbag Baseball Nation, please introduce yourself to me because we need more Kirk McNabbs out there. We need more Earl Perrins. We need more Chris Vernas. We need more John Smoltz. These guys that are trying to help, they're doing their best to try to help all the way around. So again, I, I say thank you very much to my new friend, Kurt McNabb and, and his effort and what he does every week to bring you more information about the rope trainer. So let's hear from him now. And uh, again, I'm looking forward to finally meeting him face to face in Indianapolis as, I'll, as I will see him and my good friends from the rope trainer as well. Let's hear from him and, and hear what he has to say as we close out 2017. Take it away, Kirk. Thanks, Jim. And thanks to everyone who has entered our contest to win one of our three priceless prize packages that include a rope trainer, an autographed ball by John Smoltz, and to be a guest right here on Youth Baseball Talk with Jim and World Series champion and two-time gold glover Benji Molina. The contest closes on January 22nd at 8 a.m. with the prizes awarded on January 26th at 5 p.m. It's just our small way of saying thank you for listening, sharing our passion for this game of baseball at all levels and ages, as well as spreading the news about what we're trying to do here every week on The Rope Report with Youth Baseball Talk with all your friends that have the same passion. Thank you very much. 2017 has been absolutely awesome for Nolan Braden and myself here at Dirtbag Baseball Nation on a variety of levels, but I honestly have to say being able to talk to, to all of you Every week here on The Rope Report has to be right there at the top of our list. I can't thank Earl from The Rope Trainer enough for asking me to be the voice of The Rope Report and for you, Jim, and being so very professional in every way and how you've guided me through how to be prepared and relaxed every week here on Youth Baseball Talk. If you haven't personally reached out to thank these guys for what they are providing you each and every week, I strongly suggest that you email, Facebook message them, tweet or Instagram them. 
even if it's as simple as just saying thank you for what you do, or I look forward to listening in every week. I know both Jim and Earl don't expect it or look for it, but they would be humbled by it. And I'm personally thanking each and every one of you right here and now that do it. Now, let's talk a little bit about what's ahead for the 2018 season. I'm so pumped up for the 2018 because we truly want to be game changers in your personal baseball journey. You all know Jim is going to grind every day to find the best people out there to have on Youth Baseball Talk. I'm going all in on building your right action mindset in order to make you a complete player, parent, or coach. And of course, the rope trainer is and always will be your number one throwing buddy. The Rope Trainer team and I are starting 2018 off with a bang as we have a booth at the American Baseball Coaches Association Convention in Indianapolis from January 4th to the 7th. And I'd love to meet any of you listeners in person if you're available. If you are planning on going, then you can find us at booth number 433. That's booth number 433. And all you have to do is look for the life-size cutouts of John Smoltz using the Rope Trainer. Make sure you stop by to say hello, or if you're still not 100% sold on how to use the rope, then we can show you personally. You'll find out firsthand how it works and why I recommend every player should have one in your bag, just like your glove, shoes, BGs, and helmet. Trust me, the rope is not just another gimmick. If you still don't trust me, I'll live with that. But the rope is the only throwing and pitching training tool that Hall of Famer and MLB broadcaster John Smoltz has officially approved. So really, are you kidding me right now? Stop making excuses and start making game-changing decisions by going to www.theropetrainer.com. That's www.theropetrainer.com. Remember to enter the word Dirtbag5, that's Dirtbag and the number 5, at checkout so that they know you heard about it right here on The Rope Report. It's your choice, ultimately, to make 2018 your game-changing season. And we can and want to help you become that player, parent, and coach you want to be. All you have to do is contact me at info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. That's info at dirtbagbaseballnation.com. Or you can direct message me on Instagram at dirtbagbaseballnation. That's Instagram at dirtbagbaseballnation. Or message me on Facebook at Dirtbag Baseball Nation. You have my personal guarantee that I will respond to all inquiries. This is the last episode of The Rope Report for 2017. So again, thank you everyone for an amazing 2017. We wish you nothing but the merriest of holidays. And in 2018, let's all get dirty. Great stuff, my man. Really appreciate you. You've been a, a welcomed addition to the show. Again, I, I know a lot of listeners have sent me. They just love your enthusiasm and your passion. So thank you, and I look forward to meeting you at ABCA and continuing to grow our relationship and our show together. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, the other guy that I'll never be able to thank enough for jumping on board from the beginning is my good friend and yours now, Justin Stone. Um, interestingly enough, with Justin away, my other good friend that I met uh, through Elite Baseball is Travis Kerber, who I think the world of as well. Um, two guys that if you ever had the opportunity to watch them in person, the passion, the energy, and the caring that they take in what they do is second to none. I mean, I've, I've met some unbelievable people. You know, I say it all the time. I, 
just blessed to be a part of this thing and have great people involved in it. Let's hear now from Travis Kerber as he fills in for our man, our friend Justin Stone with the EliteBaseball.tv training tip of the week. Take it away, pal. This is Travis Kerber, and this is Elite Baseball's tip of the week. In today's tip of the week, we go more in-depth into variability training, discussing the reasons why we do variability training, the outcomes that we're hoping to achieve through doing variability training, and we also are going to cover what we use in our variability training. So we're going to find out kind of why we talk about not giving guys cues and giving guys tasks to solve problems, allowing them to come up with a solution and finding better body movement for themselves as opposed to putting them on a path of movement that may not be correct for them. A lot of times as coaches, we tend to direct into a certain movement pattern, and sometimes we do this not even knowing that we're directing somebody into a movement pattern. This can be seen as simple as something like saying short to the ball. So when a coach says short to a ball to an athlete, and then you ask the athlete to later on say what short to the ball means, you're going to get a bunch of different variations of the answer. You'll have some guys that will talk about bringing their knob to the ball. You'll have some guys talk about their hands staying close to their body. You'll have some guys talk about being quick. In, real, in reality, those are all different answers to the same cue of be short to the ball. So when we talk about doing variability training, what we do is we put a hard task in front of a kid in an unfamiliar situation, and it forces them to have to find a solution as to how to get that task accomplished. Whether it be jumping off a chair, uh, one of our variability uh, movements is putting an athlete on a chair, having them jump off the chair and hit the ball. When you do this, it's gonna force several different factors to happen. The task to the kid would be jump off the chair and as soon as you hit the ground, be able to get into rotation as fast as possible, striking the ball as hard as physically possible. So you're putting them in a couple different mind frames as they're jumping off the chair. One, they have to jump. So immediately they're going to have to stabilize their body somehow as they hit the ground. Two, they're going to have to find a way, a way to be able to load because they're going to immediately have to go into their turn. And three, accountability because you're forcing them to have to strike the ball as fast as they can. So as they do this, they're going to jump off the chair, go through their movement. And as they go through it, they're going to find from the first attempt where they're not moving successfully. So whether they don't load their legs well enough when they hit the ground, whether they can't be able to get into rotation as quickly as possible, or whether they can't get up to full back speed as they do it. So as they do this multiple attempts, their brain starts to pattern or create new ways to be more successful in that move. And then when you put them back into a normal setting of standing in the box with no variability, it allows their brain to trigger to get back into the fastest, most explosive movement that they're trying to create in the first place. So stay tuned, and we hope you like our variability training. Great stuff. Um, again, I mean, you know, tied for first is what I always say. That guy is for sure because I just love him to death, and I love what he does, and he brings a, a certain energy to this thing that is – Sorely lacking in some environments, you know. So for me, um, I, I don't know. I, like I said, there are um, there are there are people out there that get it, and there are people out there that understand it, and there are people out there that were born to do certain things. And the the guys up with EliteBaseball.tv are, you know, again in my book, like I say all the time about Rick Strickland, St. Louis Pirates Nation, and what Rick does. I mean, these and his trainers, you know, Ryan Huck and. You know, Danny Chambliss and Brett Huber and the gang over there. I mean, Borg Schulte. I mean, these guys are tied for first. I mean, I love what they do. I love what they're trying to do. 
with this generation of athletes. So, you know, thank you to all these guys and, and of course, Kurt McNabb and all of them. Thank you for your influence in my life and my kids' lives, more importantly. Um, again, want to encourage everybody to check us out at youthbaseballtalk.com. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Hit us up on Facebook at Youth Baseball Talk and on, uh, on Instagram at Youth Baseball Talk as well. I want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a wonderful New Year. Please be safe. Enjoy your family. Come back prepared in 2018 with a, with a great mindset and a, and a great view. Um, again, what I say and always do is the greatest game on earth, and that's the game of baseball. Let's all enjoy it a little more. Let's all try to be a little bit smarter. and uh, Open-minded is always the key. Communication, all those big words that we like to throw around, let's really try to, let's really try to enact on them in 2018. For everybody at lineupmedia.fm, I'm your host, Jim Cromer. I will see you next year. Take care now. Tune in next week for another edition of Youth Baseball Talk. Subscribe and leave a rating and review on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to the show. Find us online at youthbaseballtalk.com, facebook.com slash youthbaseballtalk, or on Twitter at Podcast Baseball. Plus, check out all of our podcasts at lineupmedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.